Hello, hello, you beautiful souls. Welcome to Aya Within the Podcast, where we dive into the Rashid. <laughs> this is unplanned, and I speak from my heart. And hmm, let's talk about self-sabotage. What do you still self-sabotage with? And I want to take us through like a little mini exercise before we dive into this episode. So wherever you're at, take a moment to like wiggle your bones and your body and your limbs. Just like even if you're just like doing the dishes or in the car, like just take a moment to like kind of wiggle. What is your body feeling right now? Get into this present moment. Connect with the energy you have within this moment. And as we dive into this episode, I'm going to ask you questions. And the first answer that comes to your mind is your intuition speaking. So honor this. So in order to connect with our intuition in a deeper way, though, we need to get into our body. So take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale the side. Relax into your body, allowing each limb to get just a little bit heavier. Feeling what it feels like to be standing, sitting, however your body is at in this moment. How does it feel? to be standing how it's standing the position your arms scan your whole body like how's your spine right now it's crazy because some people like once you bring that awareness you kind of straighten your posture or whatever in that type of way or some people are like kind of expanding their energy you start to bring awareness so pull your shoulders back open your heart so as you inhale i want you to imagine energy coming through your through your pelvic floor up into your hips your spine your ribs your chest your throat your mouth nose eyes forehead and then out your crown so as you inhale inhale through that way inhale through your pelvic Scanning each bar all over your body up to your ground. Yes, can you do it again? Inhale. Exhale the sigh. Imagine that energy circling through your body. Up through, out. Up through, out. Good. Now let's hum. Hmm. Humming is amazing because it actually activates your vagal nerve. And your vagal nerve is super important to strengthen because it really connects with your nervous system and how you deal with anxiety. And so when you're feeling anxious, it's nice to practice like humming and sometimes even gagging like that, that back sound, the it really activates this and it's important to teach kids how to like use those like our tools our body is a tool to cope with certain things like humming and singing and moving our body like we have the ability to really ground in our own energy but i feel like at times our energy is very overwhelming because we also have a lot of things hitting us 
that we don't know what our energy feels like and what other energy feels like the other energy with when i mean other energy i mean like environmental energy energy from other people so through moments like just connecting with your body scanning it humming you're kind of able to like center a little bit and more often when you connect and do that connection you strengthen that awareness of what it feels like to be in your own energy and sometimes even when i'm in my own energy though it's really uncomfortable because i'm anxious and my body feels really tight and like so it's easy to not want to be in your body and when i self-sabotage it's usually when i'm trying to get out of that state you know of discomfort so what do you do to self-sabotage okay for me my self-sabotaging behavior stems from discomfort and that discomfort usually comes in the form of rejection i feel like that is my thing in life i if i learn how to master and cope with rejection and the emotions surrounding rejection I feel like I have completed my life mission for my ancestors <laughs> because it's not all it's not all mine but there's a lot of patterns especially within generations of this core theme and that is rejection and I feel like I am the little golden child that has been chosen to work through that for my family and so I'm always hit with immense amount of rejection and each time I feel like I'm hit with immense amount of rejection. I learn a lot, but also a deeper sense of fear is installed too. So I've definitely felt rejected from both of my parents. And I believe that they both felt really rejected from their parents. And I'm curious to feel, because I don't really, I can't speak for my grandparents completely because I'm not super, I'm really close with my grandma, but I'm not really close with any of the other ones, so I don't know what their relationship looks like with their parents, but I know my great-grandma felt rejected from her mom, so I see a lot of these reoccurring patterns in all of our lives and how it's impacted, and even within my aunts and uncles and just seeing themes in that, I see this continuous cycle of rejection and I am very sensitive to rejection and so I self-sabotage potential relationships and I am really trying to become aware of this and I feel like I am very aware of this but this is my thing that I have to learn how to be vulnerable but not just vulnerable but understand that some people just aren't meant for you and to accept that and not just feel like i need to fight for everyone to make me feel worthy because sometimes i fight for people that aren't really aligned with my vibration but it's like it's this fear of not feeling good enough for anyone and so sometimes i cling on to things too long after acknowledging that this relationship or 
not even just relationship but sometimes even things are no longer aligned in my life they were now the lesson is to be learned in a way of letting go and i cling on to things that even just because of this fear of rejection so there's that one way i behave when it comes to rejection and then the next way is my i get so anxious that i feel like one i can chase the wrong people that aren't aligned just because they have this really un um, unavailable energy and during my first experience with ayahuasca no 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 my second when i was in spain because my first experience with ayahuasca i really worked on mom stuff and then my second time i really worked on dad stuff so that's why i find certain men attractive because of their energy that they give off and this energy is semi unavailable because i feel like in a way i feel like my dad was kind of unavailable for me and so i so during ayahuasca anyways during ayahuasca there was like this umbilical cord i saw this umbilical cord between my dad and i that was an energetic umbilical cord of this unavailable energy and i was trying to get this like you know um an energy where i felt not my dad made me feel seen that's the thing he made me feel seen and he tried his absolute best but because of situations that were also occurring in my environment it also impacted this like unavailability because of just things it wasn't just the way through it wasn't oh my god i'm struggling (laughs) okay i need to get my thoughts together one second okay okay so that is another way that i self-sabotage i go towards people that have this energetic like um similarities with the the energetic relationship i have with my dad so i go after men that feel unavailable and then if i'm able to get them it makes me feel validated because that's the way that i'm able to get that energy like you know feed that energy because i know on the other end of my dad i've kind of just had to expect accept that he probably won't be able to meet my needs in that way but maybe i'm hopeful but at this moment he will not be able to meet these needs of like making me feel seen in the way i need to make him feel seen and i just also think it's like where i'm at in life like i'm an adult i am in a different state like our relationship's different and that's the thing as i feel like when you create that relationship it's usually in childhood so i believe i've kind of just accepted that i won't be able to get that energy from my dad so i seek people that are in similar energetic states to kind of get that validation Anyways, during ayahuasca, I cut that umbilical cord and I was like, no, I'm no longer going to like look for men that are like this. And and when I do find relationships like this, I'm going to acknowledge it and not chase after it. So that's another way that I self-sabotage is chasing after things that don't necessarily want to be chased. And then I get hurt. But if I get them, you know, it's still this really anxious, like, oh my gosh, like I'm not enough in that relationship that's the next way i self-sabotage relationships and then i would say when i'm in them it's also quite anxious sometimes and this is definitely different and has gotten worse as because of the relationship with my ex and being cheated on and then finding out the degree of the amount of cheating i think the hardest thing with that whole situation and what really impacted me the most 
is just that he knew my trauma and he knew how rejected and he also saw how it was occurring within my family dynamics and that he could do the same but I truly do feel like he saw that and that's why it probably hurt so bad but man I was like you were supposed to be the one that doesn't make me feel rejected man like that would be my thing I was just like you're the one I was supposed to like you knew you were my person bro and so I think this is also kind of impacted my this self-sabotaging within relationships slash anxious attachment style slash avoidant attachment style patterns is this is also impacted and kind of made it something more that I've had to become more aware of because now I'm in the dating world and that also triggered I think a lot of generational see this is where it's the lessons that I needed that event to occur because I needed to feel that amount that amount of rejection so I could learn how to kind of heal these wounds so now in relationships i feel like i just don't i don't know like i look for things that i try to pick out things that i don't like about these people without fully knowing them and i really just and then i make up situations in my head about that i'm not good enough oh they're talking to someone else or like when they're like i don't know it's not i'm someone i the thing is is i'm someone that i do not want to text all the time like my phone is my job but I want to, I maybe, see this is the thing I'm trying to figure out because I don't want to text all the time. That's so annoying. But also I get anxious. Like I guess when they take forever to text back, I think that's the, the biggest thing is because I realize, yes, we're working, but also you're, you people get on their phone, you know? So it's like at certain periods of time, you're like, I know that they're on their phone. So, and then they don't text back. I instantly think, oh my gosh, there was someone else. Instead of just like thinking in a secure attachment of just like, oh, they're probably just busy or, oh, they're probably not on their phone. I instantly think, oh my gosh, they're with someone else. And so I start to distance myself when it comes to that. And it like becomes this really anxious thing where I'm trying to distance myself, but I want to let them in. And it's this like, constant resistance and so that it's hard because i have to sometimes ask myself in this relationship am i self-sabotaging this relationship because of this fear of rejection and this deep ingrained trauma regarding a rejection or or the, the being just really threw me off or um am i just okay trauma am i doing it or is this my intuition is this my intuition speaking and this isn't right and this isn't aligned with my highest self i am aware of how i respond to rejection and i think each layer it brings up a different layer of this deep deep wound that's not just mine this is very generational and i think that is the way that i am self-sabotaging and what i still self-sabotage with is this yeah fear of being rejected I am afraid to be rejected, so I try to prevent things. And then when I'm in things, I start to start to like my energy just gets really distanced and then it's confusing. And now that I'm even more aware of it and more sensitive to all of this, man, oh man, it is exhausting. So what I'm doing right now is I think my next my next part of my stage of like diving into this wound is I'm fully aware of it and now I see certain patterns. Now I need to educate myself about this topic and really dive into that aspect. 
that's so important for me on the level is like I really enjoy learning about myself in that way and the huge reason why I went and went to become a therapist like I feel like those six years were really so important in my development in my healing is because I was learning the why about a lot of behaviors and I feel like when I read my textbooks I would have so many aha moments of like ah oh, that's why my parents are that way or ah oh, that makes sense why I have that and just understanding my environment I'm so grateful that I became a social worker because it really is in like emphasis on um kind of culture and how your impact your environment impacts you where more psychology is about like mental health and the brain and social work is all about the environment so I really learned how my environment impacted my development and I'm now in the phase of like okay I understand rejection is a huge thing um now that I've accepted I'm kind of seeing toxic reoccurring patterns that are habilitating habilitating my life I need to learn about these things and I really enjoy that kind of process of like now once I learn about it I can catch it in a different way and start you know then incorporating into my journal and when you look back on my journals like you can start seeing reoccurring patterns there's a process of all of this unpacking and it really does like journaling is recording it so you can gain that awareness and see like the repetition and then learning you're able to be like ah okay I see this repetition and this is how it impacts my life okay these are some steps I can do to try and you know change this behavior over time through repetition and I'm at that phase where now I'm reading this book called attached I'll put it in the cliff notes I'm starting to listen to quite a bit of podcasts recently too because I my anxiety is insane bro it's it's insane I really when everything was going down in my relationship well okay no back up the first time I remember experiencing my anxiety to this degree was when I went to Switzerland, I think the first time. And I am pretty sure I was nine years old, something around there. I flew to Switzerland all by myself um, and my aunt lived there. And so I stayed with her all summer and we were headed to the airport. I was like, you know, I was there for I think three months. We're headed back to the airport, headed to the airport and I was going to get on the plane to go back to the States by myself, right? and I didn't want to go this was the first time I had ever had like a stable environment I was living in Switzerland I had my aunt you know really stepped in to become this role of my mom and it was just I really didn't want to go home but I also wanted to go home because I missed my parents and I missed you know my family but um I remember we were driving and I got super nauseous like super sick and just anxious sick and I remember this is the first time I ever experienced anxiety like this. Well, now as an adult, I experience it like that, but it's on a different level and it's very habilitating. And it's scary. It sucks. Like, I think it's my form of a panic attack in a way. It's So I'll get at this thought. And this thought is usually like someone coming into my space and I want them to leave, but I can't ask them to leave type of thing. I, I'm, I'm not fully sure if it's that though. I'm still trying to figure out what it really is, but I think that's like one of the thoughts that stem it, this like internal fear. And so I'll start having thoughts and then my body will literally start to go numb, like tingly. It's like really uncomfortable. And so then I'm hit with that, almost like this staticky feeling. And then I feel like I need to throw up. And this throw up, this throw up mechanism is actually 
activating that vagal nerve. And so it's a way after I get done throwing up, I feel better because I was able to activate my vagal nerve. But that's why it's important to hum and like do do things in that aspect because, you know, it it got to a way to a point that, you know, you don't want to get anxiety and then go throw up like that. It's not fun. I don't recommend it, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, so anyways, I was experiencing this a lot during um, when everything was coming out towards the very end with my ex. And I would wake up at night and just, you know, get get it. It just would hit my body and then I'd go to the bathroom and start trying to throw up. And then I'd get scared that I was sick. And then, you know, it was just like this whole thing. And it really got bad when all of that was going down. And I think it really was because I was living very out of alignment with where I was in life. I knew I needed to leave this relationship, but I was so scared to because honestly, I I feel I felt, there we go, show. I felt like he was the best I could ever get and I would never be able to get better. And on top of that, not only did I feel like he was the best I could ever get, I helped this, like, we grew a lot together, eight years, you know, that, and I feel like because of my schooling, I really, we had this very self-aware relationship, and that's the biggest thing is, is I made, like, the perfect husband in my eyes, and I'm just like, oh, damn, but now I see, like, it's yeah this is a different story but it's it's very interesting how we can paint pictures just due to this fear and for my for me it was the fear of like rejection like i put this man on a pedestal that no one deserves to be on i deserve to be on that pedestal and no one else because i need to view myself in the highest form and it was the opposite you know putting someone above me thinking that that was the best i could get and it wasn't just my fear you know it's generational like i've been saying that's my shit man is this fear of rejection and so it's interesting because i'm starting to start date again and like liking people and seeing like oh okay like this could be something you know but i'm one constantly picking out things trying to protect myself from rejection and two my body is getting so anxious and like it's very very interesting so then i get really hit with this feeling of like okay am I self-sabotaging this relationship and like is this is this something that is body trauma I'm not unsafe we're in a different environment now we we're we're creating different relationships this isn't the same relationship like you know but your body doesn't know that it's just like the same emotions and thoughts trigger this and it's like okay is this me self-sabotaging because of my triggers and I'm unaware of this and I'm creating a whole situation that's actually not true or is this my intuition saying that this is not aligned with my highest self and I'm really trying to differentiate between the two and for me I am very intrigued with this topic for sure and that's a huge reason why I'm doing like hosting these retreats is because we really dive into this I feel like that is my thing is because of rejection it's really made me like curious about okay how do I navigate this and how do I you know view relationships in a different lens not in this afraid lens or I'm not good enough lens like in the highest self lens of I am a fucking queen and I 
one, hold myself so high, and two, I don't need the validation of others to make me feel worthy because I am already worthy enough, you know? And so my self-sabotaging is through rejection for sure. And yeah, what is your, what do you still self-sabotage with? I'm really curious because, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting question for sure. And mine's rejection. So thank you for joining me, guys. I freaking love you, man. I hope this made sense. I'm not going to lie. I was, I'm semi a bit high. I kind of, <laughs> so I, I hope it flows well. I feel really, sometimes really loose with my thoughts when I smoke and I really enjoy that because sometimes I censor myself or I, you know, I, I mess up words and it, and it throws me off. You saw it. You see it sometimes in this and I, I love it. <laughs> I just leave it in at this point. Well, I've actually never taken out. Anyways, okay, I'm renting. I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Um, answer the question below, bro. I would love to know. What do you still self-sabotage with? Let's validate people, generalize people, create this community where we all feel seen because this shit hard. And as you can see by someone sharing their experiences, you learn. you can learn so much about yourself. We need to utilize each other as little pawns in our own stories to learn as mirrors. I love you guys. Peace out. I within. <laughs>